Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. I see you on Zoom. I see things look warm over there. It's really cold here in New York. I know. The one lucky thing about being in Arizona, in addition to there not being so much spread here of Corona, is that I can take walks. It's actually been really good for my mental health in the age of Corona. That's the only thing keeping me sane. Oh, it's the only thing keeping me sane. Being able, Mm -hmm. and then I spend the whole time just talking to people on the phone, which also is keeping me connected to people. I know. So we, we were going to just release this podcast And then it seemed almost um, inappropriate to do anything that wasn't talking about Corona. But then I think we realized two things. One, aren't you all just tired of just talking about Corona? I mean, we've got to give you... I know, I know I am. When I was walking through the park today, there was not a single conversation that I had from 10 feet that wasn't talking about coronavirus. We've got weeks more of this. Yeah, so let's give you something else to think about. That's number one, but number two, that maybe in fact this content was helpful at this time because we're giving you two things to think about. One is the show Cheer, which if you need something to binge watch right now while you're home, it's a great binge watch. And the second is work is still work. And we're talking on this podcast about a mindset more than anything else. And maybe in today's world, when you have to be almost more mentally focused, like it's hard to get there, this yeah. is a good way to be. Yeah. And also in the, in the episode, we talk about, you know, making this whole concept of making mat, which means, you know, identifying the larger purpose, right? And that's, really challenging right now and yet it's absolutely essential because if if you don't you you know you really lose the thread of what you're really doing day to day and then we talk about this whole notion of you know the pyramid which you'll hear in a minute when we talk about the human pyramid that is literally where we are right now with coronavirus so true it's yeah. all about the interconnectedness of, of us all. So maybe, you know, maybe you'll get something out of this episode when you listen to it in today's surreal landscape. Yeah. Before we sign off, I'll just say that apologies for any background music. I think that everyone right now is so used to having things in the background because we're all, you know, have our families around us. But I have two people out there making Matt right now. I think they're doing a video dance class. 
online. So if you hear some music, that's for my daughter and her friend who are home making mad. So enjoy the show. Okay, bye, Suze. Bye, Rachie. Rachel, I feel that this week all I've been doing is standing in a batting cage like a raving lunatic or maybe a raving bitch. I have taken in the last 24 hours, I've taken down a student or maybe a prospective student who was just being a douchebag on email and I had to take him down. And then we had a good friend of ours who's a colleague that we just had to well, I had to enlist you to be a raving bitch in that one. But it's like that's just how I feel right now, that all I do is tell people what they're doing wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think both of us are are on it in that way because we're building a startup. And, you know, it's it's not um, it's not an accident that this is happening at the time when Cheer, the show Cheer, the Netflix show Cheer is coming up and how both of us started watching that obsessively. Um, yeah, it's, so for, the, for, it. for those people who've been living under their bed in a dark room and haven't seen Cheer, it's this amazing documentary of um, the Navarro cheerleading squad, which is the best cheerleading squad in the country. And it's the whole dynamic of the perfectionist coach and the dynamic of the team and well, let's just give you a little clip so you can hear what what it's about. I'll fight tooth and nail for them. She knows how to produce. Do it again. She is a beast. Oh. You work so hard your entire life for a moment. Do it again. If you want to be one of the top teams at the competition, you have to step it up. Do what you are here to do. Leave the legacy you want to leave behind. What we're reaching for, it's, it's insane. You keep going until you get it right and then you keep going till you can't get it wrong so what's interesting about monica and the coach and the team and it's as much about both of them they're on their way to to daytona to win this championship and she has this mantra that you just heard which she says and, and rachel and i just both love this she says you keep going until you get it right and then you keep going until you can't get it wrong and both of us were like hell yeah right that allows I mean, us to be a bitch oh <laughs> right? yeah that's like, it's like gave us free reign to just be ourselves but it's so true and i think that what we realized when we saw when we heard that and then we both watched was you know, we've both been on the other side of this. We've been Monica. Maybe we feel like we're being a bit of Monica right now, but we've also been the cheerleaders with a coach like that. And what's interesting about it is, while it's painful to be on the receiving end of that kind of coaching, those are your best teachers, your best mentors. I mean, they're relentless, but you perform well. You you not only perform well, but you come to understand what competition is really about at its core. And that's what today's show is about. It's about what being on mat means. And that's a phrase that comes from this show that we're now throwing around ad nauseum. Ad um, nauseum. I mean, really, I mean, really ad like nauseum. ad nauseum. But she has this phrase, and I, I mean, all the all the cheerleaders take it on too, which is being on mat. Making mat is about being one of the top 20 who goes to Daytona. That's literally what it means on cheer. But metaphorically, 
It's about working hard every day, just showing up and showing up and showing up to try to be the best you can possibly be. And what I love about the metaphor is you never know when you might be called upon to show up and and be the best. One staff meeting, I don't think you were there because you're in New York and the team's in Chicago. I actually asked our team at Bonfire to watch it. And it came after a really interesting moment because, as you know, the team had become very focused on a kind of hierarchy that was developing even inside our very small culture. And I think this happens a lot at companies that you just naturally almost want to create a little pyramid. And it occurred to me that instead of thinking of things like, how do I climb up that pyramid or how do I deal with the people who are higher up the food chain than me? I actually just wanted to level the playing field and say to them, you know what? It's not about who's on top and who's on bottom, but really let's just all get into this mindset of just showing up every day trying to make Matt because wouldn't that be a much better culture right now? But, you know, I'm not sure it got across because Stephanie on our team saw one show and texted both of us and said, just tell me that Navarro wins. Do they win (laughs) at the end? (laughs) It's like, dude, dude, get back to your binge. Get back to your day drinking. (laughs) What's weird about this is that I've been using on mat in a different way for years because from yoga, it's a slightly different thing. So that so cheer is about making mat, which is identifying something larger than yourself that you're aiming for. And every day you aim for that. Yoga being on your mat means don't look to your left, don't look to your right, stay on your mat, show up on your mat every day, and compete with yourself. And they're connected, but they're slightly different. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about both mats because they are different, but they really are mantras that you should live by. And I think they're both, interestingly, mantras we both live by, I think, your yoga mat's been very meaningful to you, and and making mat is probably a little bit more me, but they're mindsets that we both really understand, and we want you to understand so that you show up and are top girl, top flyer. And, or top boy, and... Well, there were no top boys because they were they were holding up the flyers, right? Like, like Morgan. The thing that these things, these concepts being on mat and making mat have in common is that it's going to reframe your whole idea about competition. And once yeah. you reframe the idea of competition and what competing means, it's just life altering. So let's get to it. Let's make mat. So Rachel, let's talk about what it looks like to be off mat. And also what it looks like to be off your mat, because those are really two different things. So let's start with what it means to be making mat. So that's setting a high goal for yourself. And, And in the meantime, not actually trying to knock someone else off. So you really just have to be ready for any micro moment. And this was, look, everybody who watched Cheer fell in love with this guy, Jerry, because he actually doesn't make mat right away. Spoiler. He doesn't make Matt, but he always shows up every day as if he trying. could. Yeah. As if he could, right? But he's never trying to knock out 
anyone else, like that even was his so best amazing friend. About amazing. the show, nobody was mm -mm. seeing anybody else as an obstacle to their success. I found that completely uh, mind-boggling. You know, mind Suzanne, we had this experience before. Well, first of all, we have this experience in our partnership. I have to be honest. Like, I never see you on as an obstacle to my path to greatness. Um, but we really had this experience. <laughs> wait, wait I, I'm assuming that's a compliment. Uh, or are you saying that as a takedown? Because uh, please you clarify. Know, it's ambiguous, and I think you should take it as such. Um, the real experience that we had in this, where I remember it so distinctly, was when we were first, whatever, eight years ago, trying desperately to get better on radio. It was radio at that time. And we had live radio. This, we had this coach that was as brutal as Monica, Hank Norman. And oh my God, he is like, oh the my male God, Monica. he would make you cry. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but honestly, we never once thought about the fact that one or the other of us was better. In fact, we were so interdependent. The show so depended on both of us being good and getting better that it was one of those things where we were competing viciously to be on, to make Matt, right? Yes. But yes. not to compete with one another at all. We also really weren't competing with others in the space. I mean, there was like sort of one woman who was kind of in our space. Oh, she was right. in she Chicago. Got, she got the show. It, she got a show that we kind of wanted. Yeah. But we weren't directly competing. I think our battle was how do we get better every day? How do we get better every day? And that's the mindset we want you to think about, right? Making mad and, and, and being in that mindset is about you and, and you. Let's do remember, Suzanne, there was that woman, I can't remember her name, but she got a show, and Hank was also her coach, and she got a show, uh, a radio that show, a regular wanted. gig that we wanted, and uh -huh. we were off to the races in a hot second. We just got way off our mat and forgot what mat meant, and we were like, fuck her, she's not yeah. nearly as good as we are, I can't believe it. Hank, Hank. She's not funny. She's not funny, and Hank was like, she's not Shut smart. up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That was bad. And and I don't think we got any better by by comparing ourselves to her. I would listen to her show on my way into work and just think, she sucks. That was stupid. Right. She doesn't know anything. And in the meantime, like, am I getting any better? No, that and that's the point, no. right? The tendency, it's very easy to slip off your mat, right? It's like slipping off the wagon. You something goes wrong. You're disappointed. You're not as good as you thought you were. You're not getting there as fast as you thought. And the tendency is, oh, I'm going to locate somebody or something that is standing in my way that it can I that I can objectify and blame for my failure, right? And the point is, as Suzanne, as you said, it's like it doesn't make you feel better, and it doesn't make you get better. I want to also demystify something and, and debunk a myth, which is that if you have someone who you're competing with, it makes you better. You know, there's always this thing like, oh, if, you know, there's someone else in your path and you're competing against them and they're on your team, it'll make you a better player. But you know what? I don't think that's true. And the and if you watch Cheer and the way the group operates... I think you'd find it's not true. And here's my story about that. So you know, Rachel, because I've talked about my childhood friend, Julia, 
a lot on this show because she's so she's a real source of pain for me. She was my childhood friend since kindergarten. Quite literally, it was like Suzanne and Julia, Suzanne and Julia, like that. We were like a thing. And we were very similar in in our interests. So everything we did was in lockstep. But she was just a little better than me in everything. It was like I was Morgan and she was Sherbs. Like, remember how in the show Morgan kept looking at Sherbs going, I don't know what she's doing because I'm doing the same things. She's just a little better. That's how I felt about Julia. And I constantly felt like I had to keep up with her academically, athletically. But, you know, the strangest thing was that when I look back at my life and I think, where was I actually my best self? Where did I thrive? Where was I best at being those things? When It was when I was not around her. It was the one place in my childhood where she wasn't there, which were my summers that I spent away from her. And so it really does lead you to think, are you getting better by simply having another person and you've told yourself this story. Oh, I can compete with them because it's making me better by trying to be just as good as they are. What's interesting about that story, Suzanne, is that what you're talking about is that your competition with Julia distracted you from where the mat was and what making mat meant. And when you were at camp without a direct competitor, you were all about making mat every day. And it wasn't about competing with anybody. You know, I have a slightly different story. My story is is about what it's like when you're off your mat, which is the distinction we want to make, which is more of the yoga metaphor. It's not about making mat, making something greater than yourself. It's about what happens when you are drawn off your mat. So this is like the water I swim in. It's so close to me because I'm an identical twin. And for identical twins, competition is so complicated because you don't want to win. You don't want to. It's as painful to win as it is to lose. Exactly as painful. So senior year in high school, Julie and I, the tennis season came up and Julie and I were competing for seeds on the team. And it had come down to one of us was going to be the first seed on the tennis team and the other was going to be the second seed. Julie had been playing all summer and I had been doing something else. I had been playing something else. I think I was practicing volleyball or something. Julie was definitely better than me at in the fall when we were competing. But because our competition is twins, my I was slightly dominant over Julie. We 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 ended up competing for each other. Everybody's watching because it's for first and second seed. And I beat her, easily beat her. And yet she knew and I knew that she was better. She was better. But I had gotten in her head. And mm. this becomes like mm. a family story. She brings it up all the time. I'm like, yeah, well, shit happens, man. Um, <laughs> anyway, it, the point is, is that when you find yourself competing with somebody, there's all this other contaminated stuff that gets in your head that has nothing to do with you, how good you are, and getting better. Julie got drawn off Matt. She got drawn off her Matt, right? She wasn't thinking about, I know how good I am. I am going to stay centered on my mat. And instead, she was looking across the net at me. Yeah. it's it, Now, I will put, before we wrap this segment up, one footnote on this. 
Recently, I've had a moment where I've learned how to actually utilize people in my space who are really good at the thing I want to get good at in a productive way. Because I do think that there are ways to look around you at people who are great and say, I want to be like that and have it be productive. Because we all look for mentors. We all look for coaches. We all look for people who are great. So, for example, when I got to Kellogg as a professor, I was not yet a professor but wanted to be, I did look around for people who I knew were great teachers. And I watched carefully I, I saw what they were doing. Even as recently as like a month ago, I went and observed in another professor's class. But I here's the key. I didn't go in thinking, A, how can I be better than them? B, I didn't think, how can I be just like them? I went in thinking, what can I use? What, yeah. what can I use? What can I learn? What are they doing that I should also learn to do in my own way? That's, I think, a key. And, and by the way, I only know this now in my 50s. I definitely, if I were in my 20s or 30s, would have walked into that classroom and gone, fuck it, I'm going to take you down. Right. Or, or, you know, and you that's know? what makes mentorship so complicated because with mentors, you, there's a lot of learning and emulating and you're looking up to them. And, and the problem often happens at the moment when you're ready to fly on your own and do it your way, but they're not quite done with the relationship and they're hanging on. It, that's where it gets complicated. Yeah. Like with you, Rach, that moment came like right now. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm going to let you fly free. Bye-bye. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Suzanne, time to get down on all fours. <laughs> no, thank you. Did you get the cheerleading metaphor? No, you know what? You use that metaphor. I mean, I know. You know how sometimes I don't understand your metaphor? Yeah. It's like, what was the one about the dog chasing the car? Yeah, it's like a dog chasing a car. What is, what is it going to do? When, I, I don't no understand idea. why you don't get that. That's so I don't obvious. Get that. But the, what does that mean, get down on all fours? I actually that, don't know it, what that it means. It means get serious. Like, now let's get concrete. Why? Because why your hands get... and your feet, are, your hands and your knees are on the floor. You're not standing above the idea. You're down on all fours. Okay. Do you know that we've been friends for 20 whatever? And you've never four, understood that? You use it all the time. It's always sounded very sexual to me. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I myself don't, don't associate getting down on all fours 
metaphor is like a dog with sex, but I, <laughs> I understand I never that why I you used it that way. Understand that that would be getting in the way of your. Getting Colin, this our engineer, metaphor? is shaking his head. Oh. Okay, I'm just saying you've used it constantly, and I'm like, no, I don't want to get down on all fours. But why is she using that metaphor? I'm you know, so glad. I'm going to say clarified. something that I've said to you many times. I'm not what? into you that way. I'm just not into yeah. you. Okay. okay. Good to so know. So let's get concrete. Um, what are you going to do about this? When you find yourself off mat, how do you get back on? Because we all slip off. So the first thing we want to tell you is you got to define your mat. So on yeah. Cheer, there's a character, Ladarius, who grows up as a very talented football player, but he's actually not interested in football. And he's excelling at it. And he finds himself somewhere pretty young. I think it's like middle school going, you know what? I'm looking at the cheerleaders and that's who I want to be. And of course, he got just brutally shamed and teased for it. But he defined his Matt, what making Matt meant for him. And you can't let anybody else define that. You have to be really clear and close your eyes and think, what do I want to learn? Who do I want to be? What do I want to get better at? What do I want to get better at? This is just between you and you. What is on mat for you now? Like his confessional straight to camera telling those stories were some of the more power. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So the second takeaway is that is really Jerry's story, which is that, that every day is about making mat. And you have to be that way. It's it's a vision. It's a choice. It's a way of being in the world. No one can really tell you to be that way. It's just showing up as that. And and by the way, people know. I mean, I know when I walk into the office every day who's there to make mad. I know when I walk into Starbucks every day, which barista is there to yeah. make mat. It's yeah. like a thing. It's a way of being in the world. Yeah. And it is a special sense of self. It's a mantra. It's a thing you can do before you get out of bed because it's not necessarily about being talented. It's a mindset. It is, and it's, and it's also, contagious to yourself. You, the yes. more you do it, the more it feels good and the more you see it at Trader Joe's every day. Have you ever gone to Trader Joe's where the people are checking you out? It's like, oh, yeah. Hello. How are you? And they're not faking it. No, it can't. Be, you can't fake it. And I do believe, by the way, that that mindset yields greatness. I think you do become better at whatever the thing is through that way of seeing the world. Yep. And the final takeaway is you got to find your pyramid. Suzanne, maybe you should talk about what the pyramid looks like in cheer because you were yeah, very so into this. <laughs> I was very into yeah. the whole pyramid. I mean, there in cheerleading or in cheer, there was this sequence that is so complicated and incredible. And, and the beautiful metaphor of it is it's this moment where everyone counts on the other so intricately that kind of their life depends yeah. on it. And people are... The timing is exquisite and their fear factor is high and the stakes are so high. But the but the metaphor here about finding your pyramid is we all should be in at least one situation in our lives that is frequent where we are that interdependent. 
it might be in your personal life, it could be in your professional life, but where you are interdependent. And and I think that if you do that, the all the beauty that comes from it, the trust that you build, you know how responsible you need to be, not just for yourself, but for the other, your ability to kind of let go of yourself and, and be in the hands of a team. The whole thing is just a, a, a truly beautiful metaphor. It, it was really breathtaking on Cher when they would all finally end up in pyramid yeah. and it is very dangerous but you know what I what I can't forget are like the face of the guys when the women were on their shoulders standing oh on their God. shoulders and yes. they would do close-ups of the guys yes I mean it, it, they were in such agony carrying yeah. the full weight of these women on their shoulders I mean yeah that is the way I feel about carrying you every day, I am just exhausted. But you know what? I hide that look on my face. I don't let people see it because we're interdependent, Suzanne. Can we go back to the part where you said something nice about me? What segment was that? I can't, I can't remember because we, we breezed over it. Okay, when we come back, let's check things out. Hey, check it out, 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 check it out. I'm going to start with my check it out, Suzanne, because I'm so excited about this. Um, I feel like this is going to be some new, some other eco thing. It is an eco thing, but it actually, it's not only an eco thing. And thanks for shaming me for saving the planet (laughs) while you shit all over the planet with your diarrhea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, I have discovered, I, I didn't discover it. Lily, my daughter, told me about it. These storage bags, you know, the bane of my existence is like these plastic Ziploc bags and cling wrap and wrapping everything up for like one hour in the refrigerator and then throwing it away. And every time I do it, I get this pang of like, I am clogging the oceans so that I can keep my tomato fresh from breakfast to lunch. That's ridiculous. All those bags on Instagram that they that they sell you, they don't work. I would get them in the mail. They don't seal. They made me just enraged, like most of the things I get on Instagram at 11 at night after my martini. But I finally found these bags that do because I was at Lily's house and I was like, oh my God, this seals so tightly. I don't even, I can't even open it. It's fantastic. Well, now you can get them. They're hanging all over Whole Foods. So Whole Foods has discovered Oh, my God, we have a fucking bag that works finally, an eco bag. Wait, so Whole Foods no longer has the green things you pull down for vegetables? No, I'm saying, no, no, no. This is, you have to buy them. They're permanent. These are permanent oh. bags. Oh. So, But they're hanging all over the store at some kind of promotion, at least in New York. I'm, I'm sure it's everywhere. And um, they're called stasher bags. You can get them online or you can get them at Whole Foods. And they... And they come in different sizes and you just, you can pour things in them. You can seal an avocado. You can put anything in there, a whole, you know, thing of soup, whatever. And you seal the top and it seals absolutely shut. You just throw it in the refrigerator. You don't have to keep it standing up or anything. It is a miracle. Washes out in a second. I put them in the dishwasher sometimes. Amazing. Oh my God. Yep. Stash Okay. Okay. Eco, eco lady. Okay, well, guess what? I'm I'm gonna promote something organic. <laughs> aren't you? Aren't you ahead of the curve, little lady? It's actually vegan. Okay, so this is a shout out to my friend Julia Porter. Um, so 
Julia gave she's actually Ariel's friend, but she's now my friend, too, because she's she's a 22 year old full grown woman. She gave Ariel and me these eyeliner pencils called Colourpops, but it's C-O-L-O-U-R, Colourpop. And they're vegan. They're, you know, cruelty free vegan. But she gave us this one at, at uh, a dinner we were having in this beautiful color. And when it ran out, I went to go onto the website to buy more. And first of all, they come in the most beautiful colors. Number two, they stay on all day long. Number three, they glide on so very smoothly. And number four, you can buy them in a little kit of a lot of colors that you can try, and they are inexpensive. They're like $7 each, but you can't buy them in like a a store. You can't buy them in like Walgreens or anything. And so I have now bought them, I don't know, for everyone as little gifts because they come in these like almost like little crayon boxes. So if you're looking to buy something for people that is cruelty-free, fun to use, and an inexpensive gift. And glides on so very smoothly. Very smoothly (laughs) and doesn't actually... um, touch what is wait what does Jenny Patinkin call them your um lived in skin um color pop you're gonna enjoy okay, it okay I might actually look that up okay so that's our check this out for this week thank you for listening to the big payoff and please remember to rate review and subscribe when wherever you listen to podcasts send us your questions your comments your concerns your suggestions we just love hearing from you you can reach us at info at bigpayoffradio.com. This episode of The Big Payoff is recorded by Colin Ashmi Bobbitt at WBEC Radio and by Paul Ruiz at Argo Studios in New York. We're produced by Lily Bellow. We are mixed, edited, and scored by Ryan Derringer at Welterweight Sound. See you next time. <laughs>